Before we get started today, we have a message from our sponsor, 3BR Distillery. 3BR is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit, made from peas, is an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Visit 7 Main Street in Keyport for more. It's a new table. It's a new Tuesday. It's uh, it is Tuesday. Welcome back, guys, to Talking Tacos here at Lottery in Asbury Park. It's Tuesday, where we talk about tacos. Um, interesting night for us. Uh, Matt and I thought we were going to be uh, the Lone Rangers together, because as Chris Campbell is keeps finding reasons to do other <laughs> things on Tuesdays, which they're all valid. They're all. You know, business or uh, family related. But we still get to make fun of them for it. And but um, for the first time in 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 literally in my Taco Tuesday history, um, I'm here at Taco Tuesday without Bill. Yeah, and it's there, there has been one Taco Tuesday before this where it was before Chris joined when it was just Bill and I. Yeah. The infamous Dave yeah, the, napping. Yeah, yeah. Night. Dave. Dave was in. But uh, that was a coma. the that's the only time it's ever been just yeah. two, and we have special guests with us. Kung Fu Joe. Yeah, Joe Hell Marino, York, my yeah. cousin Joe. Hey, what's up, buddy? Oh, oh shit. Simon. How you doing? Oh, yeah, you're a bouncer here at a, at this place. Well, Simon, Simon is one of the managers here. Hi, Simon. Close. We're Thank you. Good to see you, man. Thank you. I've seen. I've noticed. Great. Can't miss you guys on the Instagram. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. Hello, Alejandro. Hello, Alejandro. How are you? Oh, let's I didn't do, set up the microphone. Well, oh yeah. Oh, we'll do it next time. Oh, let's do talk. Let's do taco time right now because yeah, we'll, she's very busy. Yeah, right up, right up. Early taco time. All right, here. Are you? Gonna- Yeah, time. early taco time, quick taco time. Oh, because it's, it's, I mean, let's clarify, it is, this is the busiest Tuesday I've ever seen. It's very busy, we also got here it late. Yeah. yeah. We were probably just a couple minutes away from getting our preferred table, we're at our secondary preferred table outdoors, we're all plugged in, obviously we're podcasting. So guys, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast, uh, brought to you in part by 3BR Distillery. Mm-hmm. So, um, something we missed last week. Uh, I listened back to the episode. You met, you brought up 3BR as our first sponsor, and we did bring them up. And I was, um, you know, defensive might be. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll be. I'll say I was guilty of being a little defensive and saying like, yes, 3BR has come on as a sponsor, but we have had so much support from several other local businesses. I don't think that was defensive. It was just, uh, you know, it, yeah. I felt like it anyway. It if, if it came Clarif- through or not, clarified. I'm being honest, but. Um, I also came back to the segment, if you listen to the episode, and I say, no, we brought up 3BR, and I interrupted, and I said, don't talk about 3BR yet. Talk about things I want to talk about, and we did, and then I came back around. I circled back. Jerry. Jerry. The circle back email. (laughs) There's this great Instagram account that's doing uh, Seinfeld jokes, but about, like, current day things like OnlyFans and things are bussing, storming the Capitol. Um, Yeah, it's great stuff. But anyway... I'd, I'd circled back and I had said, hey, no, we were going to talk about 3BR and I got like shouted down between you and Bill and you were like, no, 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 we already did that, but we didn't. So I'm coming back. I'm circling back. I'm saying uh, I would love to talk about 3BR primarily because it was uh, last Sunday was my yeah, first, first time. visit. So that was your first Soviet Sunday? Yeah, because I don't leave Asbury. Wow. I'm like Charlie of Philadelphia. Charlie doesn't leave Philly unless he's like drugged or knocked out or whatever. Asbury people are like Manhattan people. Yeah, we just don't really, leave yeah, the border. Yeah, like, you know, I'll, I'll go to Matt's because I've got like a discount Uber pass to get to Matt's house because well, I'm... To, and, and to be fair, you don't really, unless you're fair, going well. for a specific thing, you don't really need to leave Asbury. Right, exactly. Like, just like, what, what do I want to do that's not happening here? Is there some, I mean, for yeah. the, I mean, there's things that are not happening here, I mean, but so like... friends here. Yeah. Like, I mean, even yeah, if there the wasn't thing. shit happening here, we have friends yeah. that live here, yeah. like a lot of friends. Yeah. Besides <laughs> the beach, the boardwalk, like it's all here. That's anyway, <laughs> so we didn't talk about 3BR, and I actually, last week's episode, um, I didn't even know that we were, we had been sponsored yet until 
afterwards and we i went through vr and now i know i learned when i during our trip hey they're actually sponsoring us now oh shit really cool and then i listened to the episode we recorded last week and there was a pre-roll as you probably heard on this week's episode yep. uh of uh ed ryan classically handsome ed as he's been uh called in high school uh ed ryan of cannon fodder podcast and some uh and free blockbuster all around monmouth county ed ryan brings up uh, he's our. He's doing our ad reads right now. I wouldn't mind doing some ad reads, by the way. When you listen back we to this, Matt. Those, yeah. yeah, I could do some ad reads for you. Uh, I can put some real spunk in the funk, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. But anyway, um, so I went for the first time. They are a pretty extraordinary distiller. Uh, twin brothers, uh, Max and the other, Alex. And Alex, but Alex is CKS. They're both they're, no, they're both K S actually. Okay, M A K S and A L L A L E K S. And they are the the most Max identical of twins I have ever seen in my They're very identical. Life. They wear the same glasses. They have the same haircut. They wear the same kind of outfits. Um, oh, it's so inferior. There's a couple of very <laughs> slight things. One of them had like a slightly different pair of glasses. Something happened recently, and there's something on one of them's face. I think it's Max has the thing on his face, yeah. but I don't know. It's yeah, it's like, Max thank like God. A or something, but like, literally, yeah. the glasses are the only way I can ever tell them apart. Yeah, who's wearing have, which, yeah, which pair of glasses? They have but different anyway. glasses. But they had, I remember when I first met them, they had uh, different facial hair, and then they adapted their facial hair to be the same. And I was like, right, Guys. yeah. I was like, now Come it's on. impossible. Like, <laughs> so, um, obviously, I mentioned last week, we're huge fans of Asbury Distillery. When you're in the tasting room, it's very clear you can see all of the distillery. Um, but it's almost like you're in this room tucked away in the corner of the distillery, whereas when you go to 3BR, it feels like their tasting room is almost like a theater room for what's happening in the distillery. All of the stills and all the equipment, it's all shiny and super lit and like raised up. It's all on display. It's kind of neat. Whereas like the one in Asbury here is like, yeah, we're all working. Go fuck yourself. We're making these (laughs) delicious shit where there it's like, you know, they're, they're, they're putting on a bit of a show. In fact, the whole the whole place is themed, um, like near fall of the Berlin Wall era, Russian propaganda art, yep. which is really interesting, um, uh, because uh, near the end of the Soviet Union, I mean the Russians were all known for being drinkers and drunkards, and they all love vodka. But as everything was collapsing, they were like, oh, shit, if people are not as drunk, maybe they'll work a little harder. Maybe we can, like, actually, like, get, you know, get through this war or, you know, this cold war. But, you know, the, everyone was drinking. So they were only, like, functional for, like, eight, eight to ten hours a day. Well, that's where the name 3BR comes from, actually. Right. So I think that's what Dave was getting to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the government had cut everyone off. It was it was communism. They, they said, um, uh... They're rationing everything. Hey, hey. Can you go in the alley right We got you covered. No, give me one second. I, I will in one minute. All right. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry. I, I yelled at you last week for going off microphone. That's fine. Yeah, same as having a rough night. Everyone's having a rough night, but Sam asked us for a little pot, and we just happened to have some for... And so we was trying to give it to her, but she was like, I, I'm busy, but I will take it. I just want to make yeah, sure she Yeah, but I will come knew. back. Yeah, I want to make sure, because, like, you know, I've said some unfavorable things about her, and yeah, I don't like being that guy. We're, we're good people-ish. Yeah. But anyway... Um, the uh, the How's it going? yeah right the you know that girl Soviet the Soviet Union had lim- had rationed everyone's vodka to two bottles uh, like a week or whatever a month. or a month or whatever the period was yeah two bottles a month and that was way less than everyone was drinking so they they all petitioned the government they all came together the Russian people and they said three bottles were we riot. And so 3BR is their like mass, their lo- their logo or their whatever. So I find the rationing part hilarious. But well, I know I don't. It's so it's it's communism. It's exactly what happened. Well, no, the, all that they thought it would work. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, not hilarious because of the government. Like fuck the government and communism. No, government always thinks yeah. the government always thinks whatever they think they're doing is going to work. And yeah. that's and they they don't think about how people actually behave or act, and that's see, why it's everything one, in the it's government one of those fails. Things where, like, it's also a very different government than ours. And at that point in time. The Soviet government had kowtowed its population. Like the Soviet government could do pretty much anything it wanted, and its people well, would they just control all food and, and money and everything. Yeah. But you fuck with the alcohol, yeah. yeah, it's over. And even the enslaved subjects of the Soviet Republic were like, "No, fuck that." Well, that's why I gotta give. I'm not, I'm not even gonna say I have to give credit to. I'm gonna say I just have to say it's the 
the least stupid decision that governments made at the beginning of the pandemic when they were randomly deeming what was essential and what was not essential, right? And they smartly said liquor stores can remain Oh, yeah, priority. Yeah, because, I mean, let's be honest. That's all we were doing. We were getting on Zoom calls and playing drinking games. If they shut down liquor stores, like, their legit would have been a real problem. So 3BR has all this crazy propaganda not of like just like general soviet like us with the people against america whatever but a lot of it's like you can't drink because drinking is bad for the republic for the soviet socialist republic and we need to like you know keep this country together so stop drinking and it's like innocent distillery it's very like tongue-in-cheek very funny stuff but the best part i had had a couple drinks a couple cocktails we'll talk about the whole experience because again they're a sponsor i really want to give them a little time but one of the most amazing parts of my experience at the distillery was I had, I had to go to the men's. And, oh, yes. And, and they put emojis up over the men's and the women's. The men's got the eggplant and the women's got the peach, which yep. is like, I don't, the peach is not where, I mean, I guess. Uh, That's where I go. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, I, uh, I'm an ass man. Yeah, I'm an ass man, too. Yeah. Like, but, uh, but interestingly enough, I don't eat ass. I just like to put oh, my dick in my I mean, I do. It, you know. Oh, anyway. I'm a true millennial right here. Yeah. Oh, no, so anyway. Um, you know, I went to use the bathroom and you open it up and it's so like, I literally laughed when I opened the bathroom door and walked in because it's the bathroom is themed like a Soviet era interrogation room where it really is where it's like, you've been brought to this safe house and it's all like spray painted and tagged and the, and it's all like decrepit. But not, like, in an unfilthy, unsanitary way, because, like, it's a bathroom. You yeah, want it to be nice. It's a design. Yeah, but, like, there's, like, there's graffiti on the walls, and, like, it's, like, bare, um, what's that, uh, sheetrock with, like, you know, um, uh, plaster and tape and shit. So it's, like, very, like, raw and inside. But the best part is over the... Uh, oh, the esquites, thank you. Oh, yeah, we're going to share all that. Thanks, pal. This is a podcast. Oh, what's your name? Jake. Yes. Jake. Hi. We're the Talking Tacos yeah. podcast. Talking what? Talking Tacos. tacos. Are you? Do you work, work every Tuesday? I've never I seen you before. Starting. I'm like an actor, but who does this shit? But I'm starting. I just started this. Yeah. Wait, we're, just started podcasting. Yeah, or just started, started working, working here. Working. Oh. So I will be here Tuesday. We're today. one of the shows on the Review Podcast yeah. Network. Come scan back and the, you can scan yeah, our. Yeah, scan the QR code. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. And you can go to the podcast whenever you want. Sick. I yeah. All right, Jake. Yeah, we're nice literally here. We love Tuesday. collecting characters for the show. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I will bu- be here Tuesdays, I think. Honestly, like, right, good. we're in good company. A lot of the people who work here are weird and wonderful okay. and fit into or you know, they... I am so down to be there. Yeah, yeah, you're right in. Good shit. Okay, thank you. No Jake, problem. new nice member, Jake. new, yes. new, new uh, character. Every week the, we meet new characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So, this is the best part of the bathroom. It's... It's yeah. It's themed like this interrogation room, and any good interrogation room has a place where like the the prisoner sits, and the light is hanging over them, and it's like blinking, and it's unnerving. And when you're standing in the urinal, there's a light overhead, and just flashing, flickering, and it's all like oh yeah, it makes you feel like queasy, but it's also like part of the experience. You know, you're like you feel like you're in the whole Russian. Uh, thing it's and it's and, and you walk Rock. out of the bathroom and it's fine again. You're back in like this yeah, big you're open back in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, and the the space at 3BR is insane because they have it's huge and it's I'm massive. obviously Dr. Dave big big fan of art and hand drawn art and under their their big long bar where they they have a bunch of different bartenders working at different stations. Uh, under the bar where like your fico, it's all this um, it's this big long mural all spray painted. It's so cool. It's all these different like animals and themes. I just, I was so, I was so impressed by it. I just want everyone to. That's like a. Oh my god! I have the hiccups. I was gonna say, are you okay? Yeah, Dude, no. It sounds like yeah, you got the hiccups. I do have the hiccups. No. Oh yeah, here we oh, go. Yes. We yeah, I got a special as well. That one's for me as well. Oh, the tacos came out fast. I got, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. We saw we saw nachos. We have rice. I mean, um, sorry. We have corn. We're on hyperdrive tonight. Yeah, here we go, baby. Yes. That's fine. We have we're, our cocktails and our shots are being delivered. Matt, yeah. grab your beer. Oh, that's my beer. Yeah. You want to come around? Yeah. <laughs> my cocktail is, is uh, generously full. Dude, and, every, everything uh, is on hyperspeed it, yeah, it's right now. Precarious. I love it. Yeah, well, we're at slow motion. That's our problem. Thanks. Thank you so much, Alejandra. Thank you, Alejandra. 
Yeah, so the the whole experience was great. Just the, Is that mine? like, did you get a special? No, that's yours. Yeah, that's yours, Matt. Yeah, the whole theme of the bar, our uh, our tacos came. They're Gringos tacos, which are the hard shell with the ground beef, uh, lettuce, tomato. Um, they both have the shredded like cheddar jack mix and cotija on top, including the pico. I love the fact they're really that, well presented tonight. I, and I, I was just gonna say, I love that they're the tacos, hard shell tacos. They're standing up. But not in the douchey way where they have. Yeah, that they don't have those little stand. bent metal, they have corrugated metal stand. Thank There's you. There's a longer. lime wedge that's like a kickstand. Yeah, the lime is kicked. Yeah, yeah. I really dig this a because lot. Because when people take pictures of their very expensive bicycles, they buy this like special like kickstand leg that like literally yep. will hide behind the bikes. You can't even see it when you take the picture of it. And the tacos tonight are very much like that with this little piece of lime that's holding up the tacos in the most picturesque, Instagrammable way. Lotteria, Asbury Park. Speaking of speaking of picturesque, I've been I've been taking any oh I've been taking any pictures. Yeah, it's been anyway. like we're, we're so we're so right into it. I gotta yeah, like so get the, to close the to close going. off our discussion of three um, br. Really interesting experience. You walk in, you sit at a table. The table has a barcode, and that barcode represents the tab for the whole table. And you scan the barcode. It brings up the menu on your phone. You can. Um, yeah, that's mine. That one's yours. Uh, you add drinks to the tab, and then at the end you can split off the tab, or you. I love whatever. the way that's set up. It's yeah, so, it so, makes it so. But simple. it's but it's weird because like, they have this. Uh, they have all the bartenders behind the bar, and they're all making the drinks. But you don't interact with them. There's the this one girl that comes over, amazing woman. Her name's Nadia. No, something Russian like that. Yulia. Yulia. Sorry, I'm sorry, Yulia. <laughs> Sponsor of the show uh, and creative, uh, creative behind the Instagram yep. and the mm-hmm. uh, ad reads and such. Yulia, Yulia was great. Um, she's the one. She comes over. She brings her drink. Sometimes the bartenders will if she's busy or whatever. But she's you're the one. She's interacting. She's she's kind of like your guide to the experience. If you have a question about whatever, but you don't even need to talk to her if you don't. And that was like a weird thing for me because like it, it was the five of us. It was it was me, Matt, Anthony, enemy of the podcast. It was our friend. <laughs> It was our friend uh, uh, James um, and, and and of course Ed from um, Cannon Fodder, Fodder, also friend of the podcast. Uh, we were all there, and drinks would just show up. So like, I was talking through the process for the first cocktail, but people would people when I say people like my we're, <laughs> we're we're sitting at this table, and everyone around me is ordering drinks, but without even saying anything. They're like, hey, I think I'm gonna get another round, and like they put a round in. No, just like people are silently getting cocktails. They're not saying anything. They just put an order in through the app, and you it lose comes. track of what you're doing real fast. Well, because because you can do it so independently, I would yep. agree with that. Uh, but that was an interesting part of the experience for me. So that might not be like that's not gonna be an experience for you if you're a first time going to uh, 3BR in Keyport. By the way, do we see, even say that? What? It's, it's in, in Keyport. Keyport. Yes. Beautiful Keyport, New Jersey, where Anthony Marino lives. Enemy of the podcast. Did I mention that? That he's the enemy of the podcast? <laughs> um, lots of great cocktails. They have a lot of, again, just like I think the Aquavit, the Lemoncello, uh, at some crazy Asbury shit Distillery, have, they have their, their things that they do, and they're the only ones that do it. And they, the things they do, they do the best. Their gin, their vodka have also gotten medals. Uh, although the twins explained to me the whole medals thing. Mm-hmm. You pay to be in those competitions. It's all a marketing thing. So you pay to be in the competition. But, again, you have to think, like, that your stuff is good enough to be able to, you know, to be worthwhile to pay to be in the competition. So it's, like, self-selecting as well. If you think, you know, if, if you're just making, like, pop-off out of, like, a fucking yeah. bathtub, you're not, like, not going to pay the money to be part of the competition. So Yeah, well, that's why I've always had sometimes, like, I got, I feel like I was duped a few weeks ago because anytime I see, you know, Google sends me a notification. It's like, hey, let's talk about the top whatever tequilas, the top bourbons. I always like read it. I'm like, I right. want to see what the experts, quote unquote, say. And I got one of those for a tequila a couple of months ago. And I was reading it. This guy, some sort of, you know, blogger, quote unquote, expert, whatever, I don't know, doing tequila tastings. And he was giving a rank of the best tequilas. Just, you know, I feel, I feel raindrops. Yep. Um, best tequilas on the market. So he's talking through, you know, um, the ones that you would expect him to see, the stuff you see on the shelf, your Cas- your Casamigos, your Terramana, mm-hmm. um, your, uh, what is it, uh, Corazon, Patron, 1800, right? All the stuff you see on the shelves. It's more the E. Um, uh, Espelon. Espelon. Yep. And he goes through all those. And, and for the most part, I'm agreeing with his rankings. Mm-hmm. And he ranks Casamigos as number two. And uh, by the time I got to that, I'm like, 
Mix, what's number one? Because Migos is number one for me. You know, I, I had a I had a, a moment where I was infatuated with the Rocks tequila, but then when I went back and reintroduced myself to Casamigos, I'm like, oh, no, okay, okay, Casamigos is legitimately better. Um, not by a lot, but it is. Anyway, this guy, I forget his name. It's not important. He ranked the, uh, is it Kylie Jenner or Kendall Jenner? One of the, one okay, of the Jenner. One of the yeah, one of the, one the, of the, the fucking, fucking yeah, those fucking assholes. Um, she has a tequila, 818. And he ranked it the number one. And he had a whole big thing. It was a while ago that I read the article, so I don't remember exactly how much he gushed over it. But he made a big deal about it and how smooth it was and blah, blah, blah. And he even mentioned how, like I would mention, how it pained him to give it this high of a review because of the fact that it's one of the Jenner's whatever, you know, spawns things. So for months, this was just like living rent-free in my head, and I'm like... I'm like, I, I don't want to buy this tequila just on principle. Like, I just, I, I don't. Right. Um, but it, it, I couldn't get it out of my head. And I heard, and I had heard a lot of other people saying good things about it. Not like ranking number one, but a lot of good things. I bit the bullet and I bought it one day. Tried it. Tried it when we were all drinking. It was already half lit. And I was like, oh my God, this tequila is so fucking good. Uh, this guy was right, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then I still wasn't happy with myself about that. So I tried it when I was sober. Not good. Mm. This tequila is not good. What's um? Was it? What's the bad parts about it? What's it taste so like? the, there's there's honestly only one bad part about it, but for me, it's what ruins the entire thing. There's this bizarre sweetness to yeah. it, um, which I know that tequilas can be sweet, like blancos especially can be sweet. Yeah, like, you know, I know like, a lot of people say Casamigos has like a vanilla to it. Right. So everybody that you've heard say that Casamigos has a vanilla to it, I disagree with. This eight one eight actually has a vanilla to it. Like, okay. it literally tastes like somebody put vanilla flavoring in it. Like, right. it's, it... I didn't notice it when I was drunk, but when I had it sober, I was like, oh, so this is what this tequila actually tastes like. And I haven't really drank it since. Sitting at my bar, it'll it'll, it'll go eventually, but... So don't drink the 818 in case... So 3BR Distillery, the things I was really most impressed with is... Like I talked about, Asbury Distillery has a bunch of like weirdo liqueurs and liquors. We went to 3BR. They had a dandelion liquor that they went around and plucked their own dandelions. In fact, not just the staff went to a dandelion farm, which I didn't even know that was a thing. They invited some of the customers, including you guys. I did one of their pickings before for hops. Yeah. And they, yeah, they did. Yeah. But the dandelion one is the one I was there. I, I tried. So, like, they're making weird shit. They're doing weird shit to make it. Um, their their service is interesting. Their cocktails, their recipes are all, like, experimental and to, in the kind of way that you're like, I'm, I'm so happy I'm trying something new. Even, even, like, their basic stuff, you're like, this is, like, a really cool thing I'm trying. It's great. So, yeah, I just want to make sure. 3 are our new sponsor of the podcast. Not our first supporter, but our first sponsor. It's very exciting. Yeah. So, um, here we are. It's starting to rain. What do you think? I've, I've, I have something we really need to talk about, and I'd like to get it in real quick, but it feels like the rain's coming. Well, we'll let it, let it ride for a minute. We'll see what happens. All right. So, we may restart this in case, but um, it's that kind of thing where it's hard to talk nice about your friends when they're in front of you. You know, so I just want. This is the first week that I've gone to talk and tacos. I've gone to Taco Tuesday period without Bill. Bill was the one who was like, "Hey, I, I'm going. I'm going to get tacos tonight. It was a Tuesday. Let's go together." And he invited yeah. me. And ever, the inventor. Ever since then, um, I see him every week. I see him more than anyone else. He's his closest family, and he's not here this week. I just wanted to say a few nice things about him. Just what the kind of stand-up guy he is for me, for everyone that I know that knows him. Absolutely, 100% agree. Um, I, you know, it, you know when you're you go to a um, like a music show and the lead singer is like, I just want to talk some nice things about the bass player or the or the, or the drummer or whatever. I think Bill is like the drummer or the band, um, really. You know, like providing the beat, um, the bass layer is keeping the groove. Yeah, we're getting a little heavier. I just wanted to make sure oh, I could say comes. something nice about oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have some... You feel that? It's not raining right here. We have, like, barely any cover. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're going to put this on pause. We might not restart. Who knows? Love you guys. 
All right. I can't believe it. Well, that was a first. Yeah, first time we've ever had a transition. So, first time for everything. After after a um, much longer than usual wait for a table, we got to sit outside. Uh, we were out there for however long you were listening to this podcast because yeah. the skies were warm and clear, and then all of a sudden they weren't, and the, oh, they opened up. You probably heard. We scrambled inside. They got our table, our usual regular big table for us. Just opened up. Perfect. Red taco's wet. You got a wet taco? That's fine. I could go for a wet taco. Right I, now. Uh, I usually enjoy a good wet taco. The title of the episode, The Boys Get Wet Tacos. <laughs> so what I was trying to say before we got interrupted by the weather was that I just want to take this opportunity that since Bill is not here for the very first time, just wanted to say how much I love him and I appreciate having him in my life. And I do everything I can to be as good a friend to him as he is to me. I know he's going to hear this. I just want to make sure he knows it. It's easier to say through the podcast than it is in person. <laughs> and he, you know, for all intents and purposes, Bill really is the, the founder of Talking Tacos, if of you Taco will. Taco Tuesday, period, yeah. Yeah. Like, he started Taco Tuesday. He had the idea to say, hey, you should throw some fucking microphones in front of us. Yeah. Make a podcast out of this. So he really is the inventor of this. I think there was one week, too, that he and I had started going regularly every Tuesday that I couldn't go one week because of work, et cetera, or whatever. And I know he went to Tapatia without me. So, like, his commitment to Taco Tuesday is, is, is more than the rest of us. And the fact that he couldn't make it this week for the first time, at least in my time uh, coming in Tuesdays, it's um, it's just a moment. It's like it's like when Cal Ripken decided not to uh, <laughs> not to start one day, and he ended his streak. He already had he already had the record. He he had beaten Lou Gehrig by a long time. And he's like, all right, today's gonna be the day. And today was the day Bill ended his uh, his streak. Did you get the special taco? I devoured. Was the there a potato taco. on it, or did I imagine that? Um, I don't like potato. It was gringo. It could have been. Maybe my taco shell was just wet. Cause I got, I got yeah. like a potato tasting texture a little bit. Oh, wait a minute. I think I left my beer in the lobby. The lobby. Or like whatever you call that. Right. I'll be right back. All right. Look, talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Fun times. Good hits. Joe. Jo. Yes. I wanted you to be on the show, but you have you have a lot of wisdom in a number of areas. Actually, I saw uh, an Instagram post by you today. There were nine black belts in your studio at the same time. Is that an extraordinarily high number, unusually high number? That is absolutely an unusually high number. Nine black belts in most, one studio at what time? Most jujitsu gyms have maybe one black belt in wow. the gym at a time um, sometimes you'll see two or three in a gym to have nine on the mats all at once absolutely just Very a phenomenal achievement Joe before you elaborate I just uh, Matt and I had ordered uh, Casamigos before the rain started coming we got scrambled never never drank them so we're going to have to drink them real quick I didn't even know how these got saved they were on the ledge out there in the fireplace. If they're watered down, it's fine. Oh, there's bad news about rainwater anyway. Cheers. Wait, what? <laughs> I can't taste the rainwater a little Scientists bit. say that there is um, enough PFOAs. They call them the forever chemicals. These are chemicals larger than what would normally get broken down. Because I think they have, like, two nitrogen molecules that are attached to each other that, like... The two nitrogen molecule bond is stronger than any other bond, so mm. very few things, if anything, will break it down. So they just exist forever in nature, both in the rainwater and more recently detectable in human blood at an unsafe level. So, yeah, there might have gotten some little PFOAs in our tequila shots, but I'm fine with that. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, I'll, I don't want to live past 75 anyway. It's the least so. dangerous thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Let's live on the edge. What were we talking dangerous. about, Joe? So no. we were talking about how uh, in my gym the other day we had nine black belts on the mat. Nine? Uh, nine, which is just 
absolutely unheard of in most places. Like, I'm not going to ask you, can wait to happen. Yeah, just for the sake of context, for anyone who's not familiar with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it took me nearly eight years to get my black belt. And at the time, just I was... Just your first rank of your black belt. Yeah, yeah, to just get a black belt. From the time I was a white belt to the time I was a black belt was about eight years worth of work. And for me, at the time, I was training six days a week, three hours a day. Uh, I was competing at least once a month, sometimes two or part-time three times job, a month. essentially. Uh, yeah, and this was on top of my full-time job. Right. Uh, so it is a lot of work and a lot of effort to get to a black belt. And we had nine on the mats, and that is not even all of the black belts associated with my gym. We have a That's lot impressive. of black belts, yeah. Additionally, uh, um, no, I think we're good. Because a couple of napkins. Additionally, we had uh, one of the UFC's newest contracted fighters, Francis Fire Marshall, uh, who won his fight for the uh, Dana White Contender Series last week very, very convincingly. Really? Uh, scored himself a four-fight co- uh, four contract, 20-month contract. He's from your school? He is one of my students. This kid's been training with me since he was 13 years old. That's he is amazing. now 23, and he is an absolute savage, and he deserves all of this. He's, he's a, one of the hardest-working people I've ever met. He's a, uh, a professional firefighter and uh, now also a UFC fighter. So That's awesome. Yeah. Good for him. We are so proud. Are you going to be in his corner? Uh, I was not in his corner this time. It was Kurt and uh, one of our other black belts, Dan O'Cone. Uh, Dan is uh, kind of a local legend in the New Jersey wrestling scene. If it, anybody who, uh, who knows New Jersey wrestling in the 90s knows Dan O'Cone. Uh, but, yeah, Dan is, uh, is a great guy. He's one of our black belts. He and Kurt went out and, and cornered Francis. Uh, and, yeah, just absolutely blown Mickey. away. Dude, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I was, he, he just went out there and put on a clinic and did exactly what he was man. supposed to do. So, Dana White was super impressed with his fight. It was great. We talk about how this podcast is a podcast about nothing, right? Damn. I got a topic I really want to talk about. I think it's nothing. But I think it's also something everybody deals with, right? So... I've been running a lot lately. I've been doing a lot of these races, and I keep getting T-shirts when I do these races. You get a free T-shirt when you register. So when I moved into the place I'm in now, when I moved in, I had more T-shirts than would fit in my drawer, right? And I, like, pared down my T-shirt collection, donated whatever I knew I was going to wear or didn't fit or whatever. Yeah. And I and my T-shirt drawer was stacked. It was it was at the point where it was like, all right, these are all my T-shirts, right? And I come around to this thinking, like, I don't need any more T-shirts. If I see something clever or whatever, I don't need to buy it. I mean, there's some things like Gray Fox, et cetera, but that's why I try to go for, like, button-downs because I yeah. hang those in the closet. My T-shirt drawer is full to the point where if I get a new T-shirt, I have to get rid of a T-shirt. And I know that feeling. I thought... Man, what a great thing to talk about a podcast. I know if you're listening to this right now, do you have so many t-shirts that you don't know what to do with? Do you have more than you want or need or wear? Do you ever get a new t-shirt and it gives you anxiety? That sounds like a Better Call Saul commercial right now. Like, <laughs> I just want to know. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person that's ever had to do with no, this. I, I have too many t-shirts. Yeah, I have... A closet full of So the t-shirts. question is, yeah. how do you winnow down your collection, right? I donate them. Well, I mean, well, how do you decide what stays and what goes? Is the real, that's like, uh, yes, yeah. Uh, so right. for, for me, I, yeah, I just, yeah, I just recently had to do this because I am right. going to be moving soon. Um, and for me, I literally went through my closet and pulled out every t-shirt that I have not worn in the last year. Okay. And threw them all into a big contractor bag and took them down to uh, to donate. She said, if I haven't worn in a year, more than likely, it's like a um, Wolf Spark Joy kind of thinking. Yeah. That, if yeah. I haven't used them in the past year, I'm probably not going to use it. And even if I do, it would be better if I just replace it. So my, my t-shirts are categorized into two groups. Right. Group one is 
for fashion. Group two is for lounging. Okay. The lounging t-shirts never leave the estate. That's what I'm wearing on like a Wednesday night when I'm not going out. I have nothing to do. I'm just sitting on the couch, watching a movie, smoking a bowl, doing some writing, like whatever the hell it is I'm doing. Um, my going out t-shirts, my fashion t-shirts. Right. Those, you guys see those frequently. They are of a variety. I have like a rotation going. I very, um, what's the wrong thing? Uh, I'm, I can't think of the word right now. Um, I'm very conscious in what I buy very with picky. those t-shirts. Like I don't, very picky. like you will, yeah, you will never see me out with people at a social event, regardless of what it is, in a lounging t-shirt or a t-shirt that I have not seriously thought about like wearing. So all of my t-shirts have a purpose for fashion. Because of that, it makes my filtering method, let's call it, right. relatively simple because I wear all of my t-shirts all of the time. And eventually, after a few years... Are you saying a fashion t-shirt turns into a lounging t-shirt? Not even that it turns into a lounging t-shirt, or they it just might. Gets, it just gets moved out of the rotation. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they just start to fade. And here, I'm going to say something really douchey that you're all going to laugh at me for. My lounging t-shirts yeah. are like... Larges or extra larges. Sure. My fashion t-shirts are mediums because they just fit me better, generally speaking. Right, I understand that. So the the, the fashion t-shirts will never make it into the lounge rotation, generally because they're not as comfortable. They just fit a little bit, you know, snugger because right. they're designed to. So I just wear... It, it's like when, the, like when people make the joke about men in underwear, how they wear underwear until, like, it just evaporates. There's nothing left but the band, like, blah, blah, blah. That's, like, how I am my t-shirts. I wear it until... It has completely faded away so you can't even tell what it, it fucking is anymore. That makes sense. And then I get rid of it, and then I replace it with a new fashion t-shirt. Yeah. So, I have had many, many t-shirts that uh, I literally wore to the point where uh, my ex-wife just threw them out on me yeah. because uh, they had too many holes in them. Yep. And then I got very mad at her for doing that because I love my t-shirts. <laughs> so, for me, I have, like, a few different, like, categories or rankings of my t-shirts are like when I when I think about a t-shirt it falls into like one of several buckets so I'm 42 years old I was born in 1980 so any t-shirts I have that are from the 90s automatic keepers oh 100% that's vintage baby not only vintage but like if I still fit in them which I do like, that's like, I don't know how many people can say they still fit in the clothes they wore in high school, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, no, most people can't. I can. And in fact, I probably fit in them better than I did now. Yeah. Um, I didn't start growing until after high school. Right. So those are like um, one section. A lot of them are like really beat up, and I some can, of them are like still like uh, acceptable, like you wouldn't even know. I can wear the same pants that I wore in high school, but I... No, you're much bigger than... Like I said. Yeah. yeah you're, it's much, not, you're much bigger. Yeah. It's not for me. It's in not, a good I'm, way. I didn't say yeah. it's like a good or a bad thing. It's just for I those still can. who don't know, uh, when I graduated high school, I was the same height that I am now, six foot one. Wait, 40 pounds lighter? 50 pounds yeah. lighter. I was 145 yeah. pounds. Well, Joe looked like me in high school just and then decided to do something about part. it. And I <laughs> I'm didn't. now... Uh, yeah, so... For anyone who's wondering, yeah. I'm now 195, if you couldn't do the math. Yeah. But, yeah, I was 145 pounds when I graduated high school. Uh, it's funny because in New Jersey, when you get your driver's license, they ask you your weight at that point in time, and your weight gets associated with your driver's license. But anytime you ever update it after that, they never ask you your weight again. So the weight associated with You're my driver's license <laughs> to this day is 145 pounds. That's amazing. So I have um, one of my big categories. It's like an overarching category. I would call it event t-shirts. Ooh. These are t-shirts that I got from going to or participating in an event, whether it was when I worked for Starbucks. We did a lot of charity events. I like that. Softball team, et cetera. Races. When I, uh, yeah, any of the road races I've done, I have all those t-shirts. Um... Uh, anytime you go to a concert and you get a, a, a t-shirt from the festival you went to, 
those were all um, like event t-shirts. I like that classification. And those are like really nearly impossible to get rid of, in my opinion, because like even even though they're like they really, all have sentimental value. Even if they're shitty, like like I I participated in the the Avon 5K, uh, and it was a small race, and it's currently my PB in that distance, um, but. The, the t-shirts they gave out it looked like one of the volunteers like pr- like home screened them like on their inkjet at home which is fine like I, you know I didn't do the race to get the t-shirt but that's what the, it's kind of a junky t-shirt that they gave yeah. you for free it's like, you get the you free so t- like we get the free t-shirt yeah. of Pete Nellis for the double extra large buy well even I mean those are you know those, those are, are a dime a dozen well yeah they're, they're really cheaply made but they're like professionally made with these I'm saying like they're not bad but they're all like really homemade or whatever, and they made a few because it. W- anyway, <laughs> it's not the best quality shirt, but it's the the event. Yes, the sentimental value. You, I can't. Those are almost nearly impossible to get rid of. And then so, um, outside of, like I have the the next category I would call would be like clever T-shirts. Uh, Matt, I think you're you're guilty if, if for this. Oh, that's my wheelhouse, yeah. You know, maybe like a fast fashion thing where it's got like a meme of the week, totally. or you know something like that where like it's got a joke on it that's going to expire. Yeah. Um, and, or you know, or or something that like you would. It's like a clever joke you wear as an adolescent. Like, um, I had one of the shirts that said like I'm not as thick as you drunk I am. <laughs> right? It's very clever, but That's it's... a Spencer's Gifts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, regret, or a hot yeah. topic, like, right. you know. <laughs> Those clever kind of shirts. Um, I had one in high school that said, Can't sleep, clowns will eat me. My favorite one of those that I owned was a uh, hello, my name is name tag on the, yeah. on, like, over the heart. But then yeah. it said, Inigo Montoya, you killed my father, prepare to die. Because <laughs> you look like that character from that movie. Yeah, of course you would like that. Uh, and it's also my favorite movie of all time. So. You guys want Charles? I definitely want churro. I want another dessert as well because I'm. You want to do Charles and flan? Charles Wait, do you want flan or do you have? Do you still have chocolate tacos? I would. I want ice cream. Right, I'm hot. You can have a chocolate. Yeah. Taco. Let's put a churro I, and I'll have one. I yeah, one choco taco for each of us and a churro for the table. One churro for the table, two choco tacos. You're the Thank best. Thank you, Alejandro. Thank you for joining us for dessert time. Thank you, Alejandro. Um, so still riding that Choco Taco wave I think the last oh wait uh, quick interlude because I have more to talk about this t-shirt thing we'll get back to that but one of the other things I want to talk about because we just ordered Choco Tacos Klondike has come out and said the Choco Taco is not dead there has oh. been enough outcry and enough uh, they said they will bring it back yes eventually and but I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna turn, and they're very smart if they do this into like a McRib thing or like a Disney Vault thing. So where that like they're the, gonna, they're so gonna come back and make the Choco Taco like maybe in the summertime. So that begs the question for me. I feel like, again, I have no real knowledge of this, but I feel like somewhere in the Klondike business. Somebody noted that sales of Choco Taco were down year over year for the last, like, I don't know, five years, let's call it. Or more. Yeah, or more. And they said, hey, guys, how do we boost Choco Taco sales? You can't market it in a different way. It's a fucking waffle cone ice cream taco with Choco. Game of Thrones, the the Choco Taco. Yeah, how do we market it in a different way? Well, Red Wedding. uh, Exactly. Let's just tell people we're nuking it and see what happens. Right. It's very much like Taco Bell with the Mexican pizza because I knew a lot of people who shit all over the Mexican pizza. Well, that pizza. was that was gone for so long. Dude. And I always loved the Mexican pizza as far as Taco Bell menu items are concerned. And when the Mexican pizza came back, people lost their minds. I feel like I feel like Klondike is doing the same thing. They're like, it's Let's the take McRib it away sales plan. Happens. Yeah, but I think it's, it's gonna, the McRib sales yeah. plan. Right, the it's Szechuan gonna, sauce, like from Rick and Morty. It's gonna come back. <laughs> Everyone's be like, oh my god, it's back, and there'll be a big rush. Yeah. And then the rush will fade, and they'll take it off the menu. And then they'll skip a season. They'll skip, like, and, you know, it'll come back in 2023. Yeah. Rick and an episode about it. It'll and- be a huge <laughs> bump up until, like, October, November. It'll get cold. Sales will stop. They'll stop making it, stop selling it. 
it'll be gone for 2024. People are like, oh my God, the Choco Taco's gone again. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2025, March, April comes around. Big announcement, Choco Taco back. It really is genius, to be honest. Like, yeah. Because we're, I mean, I don't, I don't like ice cream, so I'm not going to be, you know, part of this conglomerate. But if it were a product I legitimately enjoyed, I would, I would have the same internet outrage right. that everybody Absolutely. else did. And I'd be scooping up every well, I mean, we, we bark at product here. We bark at the distillery when they take our favorite cocktails off the menu. So, <laughs> yeah. The limoncello today was really funny. Oh, we got the we got what Clement uh, cello? Uh, Clement cello, yeah. Yeah, they were they ran out of bottles for the limoncello. Yeah, they, they had limoncello, but it hadn't been bottled. It was still all in the big containers, and, and I was like, "Can I just go put my mouth on it?" And yeah, can like, I just yeah, lick the yeah, yeah. can I lick the spout, please? Like, I'll take so whatever. So in lieu, they gave us Clement cello, which was great. We told we told Rachel about their uh, about the new um, uh, roulette. That we should be playing, where they bring us out these black shot glasses. I very much enjoy of, the game. Uh, cello of what choice, whatever lemon or clemon, but they're bringing it out in a black shot glass. So if one of them is like different in in the sense it's dosed with something stronger, it's like half lemon cello, half gin, or half bourbon or something. Which all started because Jordan mixed up the shots wow. the one night, which was hilarious. It was great. Oh, I'm very happy we have new traditions everywhere so we go. The last category of T-shirts. Um, that I wanted to bring up because everything so far talking about small business t-shirts no because those are things that you like all the t-shirts we've discussed so far are t-shirts that you've either decided to buy or um, were uh, participating in something of your own volition and earn the last category are shirts that were just fully given to you either you know part of the gift or or something where you've been given this shirt and um all the other things, it's your decision whether or not you got it or not. So you don't feel bad. You're like, I'm going to cut this one like for whatever reason. But right. now, it's not only maybe it doesn't fit. Maybe it's not in a style that's not popular anymore. Maybe it says something that's been canceled or some band that's not even popular <laughs> anymore that you don't want to be associated with. Or some joke that was like dated that no longer, like, you know, people don't get it anymore. You've got this T-shirt from like a friend, a cousin, somebody who gave it to you. You're like, oh yeah. So I have a T-shirt. Um, it's it's got a it's it, it's a black and white shirt, and it's got like a a cocktail a name on the back, and it's a cocktail that I'm not a big particular fan of. What is but it? I I, I'm, I don't want to hurt the person's feelings that gave this to me. Who? How many people have given you yeah, cocktail who, T-shirts? Yeah. I mean. It's pretty, Are we certain they're pro- listening? Probably yeah, already ruined. Oh, well then, good. Go for it. So, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the cocktail, like, but we went to this bar that was known for this drink. They already, the person, I'm not going to call them out. Is it they, from Asbury Park? I, I'm not a fan of this drink, but with the bar that we went to was like known for this drink, and we went and got one, and it was really good, and the person that we went with remembered that I liked it, and it made a comment about the bar, and they had gone back, and they had bought a t-shirt for me, and they were like, hey... I got you this t-shirt because we went to that bar one time and you said this thing and they remembered it. And I'm like, man, that's really nice of you. Like, I, But you don't like the shirt? I don't like the shirt or the drink or like, I mean, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a black shirt with white print on it. It's like the most basic of shirts. And like, you know what I wear? I wear, I wear yeah. button downs and, yeah. and colorful things. And it's like, <laughs> like I, I don't, like, how do I get yeah. rid of the shirt? And I don't I'm, think I've ever seen you in like a black t-shirt. Right, exactly. Um, so, my my t-shirt drawer is currently beyond max because I've ran three road races already this year. <laughs> Plus, I've gone to two music festivals, gotten more t-shirts from that. I've had to like cram things in. It's like uncomfortably full now. I really need to start making some cuts. All right, so favorite t-shirt then we gotta talk about just overall. Oh, good, good. In any category. Oh. Well, I, I have two, but and, but, but I, I will bear. I will clarify. I will say, it does not need to be a t-shirt you still own. It can be a t-shirt dearly departed. Favorite t-shirt. Period. I have two. Go. Um, the first is, it's a blue t-shirt, and unfortunately, again, right now it fits me very well because I've I've gotten back to my fighting weight. Um, but it's this, blue, it's this royal blue t-shirt with white print on it, and it's from the Anna Maria Oyster Bar. And they had this funny sign up at this restaurant. It's down in Florida. 
and they had this funny sign up, and it I said, love oyster bars. "Yeah, it said like it said like no no loose women, no fighting, um, you know like all, you know <laughs> typical Florida shit." Yeah, so it was like the seafood restaurant right near the water, and they were very salty about everything. It was really like quite, oh, I get the joke, but I'm kiss. The um, it was it was both oh, my grandfather it. and my mother's favorite restaurant. Whenever I would go down and visit them. This was their favorite restaurant. Like we had to go to the Anna Maria Island Oyster Bar. Had to go. And right. oh, I got I... and I bought a t-shirt and I still have it and it still fits and I still wear it and it's in really good condition. Um, that's number one. Um, number two t-shirt. It's a very similar t-shirt, also a blue t-shirt, but uh, it's a blue t-shirt with gray print on it. It's actually one of two t-shirts. I had a second t-shirt. Hi Sam. No, well, we ate like half the plate. We ate most of our previous nachos. You guys are so generous. You brought us a whole more nacho. We had eaten most of the nachos. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. I I ate one. We barely had any of that. You brought us a whole new plate of nachos. I'm really sorry. I left the thing out in the rain. It got really crazy, Sam. I'm really I know you should be. We got super rain. Yeah, you should be pissed at me that I just tried to do something nice for you. Anyway, um. It's this blue shirt with gray printing. I, it had a it had a companion shirt that was a gray shirt with blue printing, and what these two shirts are from is from the professional organization of professional stickball. Stickball. Professional stickball. P O was a thing. P O O P S. Professional organization of, of professional of stickball. stickball. Uh. So it was the Dodgeball Association. Of America. Um, at, um, <laughs> the American Dodgeball Association my, of America. Uh, all, you know, throughout my later high school years and a few years in after high school, all my high school friends, we always played sickball together. Both in my backyard, we had this great field, and uh, there was a couple of schools that we would go play in, like, the parking lot or whatever, and we had all these crazy stickball rules. And so we got these custom T-shirts made. We got blue and... We got blue and gray poops t-shirts, and it's like in the baseball <laughs> font. It's like P-E-O-P-S yeah. with the big like underlined swoosh, and in the swoosh it says professional organization. Oh my of god! Professional football players. Yeah, we yeah, and so um, we had these two t-shirts. We oh, oh yes, hello. Yes, give him one taco. I'll take this one. Thank you. Cheers, Paramia. And so. We had everybody had a blue T-shirt and a gray T-shirt because one was home and one was away, and there was like twenty or so of us, and we would all bring both T-shirts every week, and we would draft teams every week. We say, okay, we're going to be the blue team, and you're going to be the gray team. So everybody had all their T-shirts, and it was like a big deal. Everybody got to pick their number, and when it said on the back. So now everybody uh, listening to this podcast knows me as Dr. Dave, <laughs> but growing up, growing up in the trailer park. I was given the nickname Doobie by uh, Doobie. Uh, yeah, by uh, my my uh, my friend Eric, um, who he was little man and I was big man because he was like a year younger than me. He's also uh, to this day like five two. He is still short. Ah! I, I no, I saw him a couple years ago. Like Kevin Clifton. He's got a wife and a couple of kids. He's doing great. Yeah, by Kevin Clifton, short kid. Uh, but anyway, we had blue and we had gray, and I still have my blue one. But I lost the gray one along the way, so I still have my professional organization of professional stickball, which is like the, you know, it's the joke. Professional's in the name twice. Yes. It's a big joke. Um, so that those are my two favorite t-shirts. Those are your two. Yeah. So what's yours? Oh, okay. I'll go. Um, well, I will start with, uh, I'll start with my number two, uh, which is, uh, it's a bit of a bit of a shill since uh, seeing as how I work here and I got to give the place a pop. But uh, I work at Bond Street Bar as one of the bouncers over there, and my Bond Street T-shirt is one of my favorites because on the underside, if you flip up the bottom hem of the T-shirt, it says "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> really? Bond Street. Yes, yeah. I love that. I mean, I'm it not is, surprised. But it I is also the love Bond that. Street motto. Uh, so if you flip up the hem of the shirt, you can tell somebody to go fuck themselves. That's uh, great. So yeah, even that, the, the the bartenders, the bouncers, the board yes. staff. Oh yeah, we love it. So that is my number two. But my number one favorite T-shirt that I own is a T-shirt with uh, a, a scene from Les Misérables, the play, which is one of my favorite shows. But all of the characters have been replaced with cats. Uh, and I That's love great. that t-shirt because I'm a giant theater nerd. What's that shirt, sir? Medium. Medium. 
Uh, so I love it because it's uh, one of my favorite shows, uh, and I'm a crazy cat person. Uh, anyone who knows me knows I own three cats, um, and yeah, so uh, it's it's one of the shirts that gets me like the most pops when I'm out. Like people love that shirt, even if they don't know Lebes, everybody loves cats. Right. So I, I, love, I that. love that shirt. So my two shirts are one is still in the rotation. You've all seen it before. It's like one of the best shirts I've ever purchased. I actually got it from the Tasteless Gentleman store on Instagram. Um, it's uh, no words, just images, graphic art. Of uh, It's Mr. T pouring a pitcher of ice tea over ice cube. Right. And like like the ice tea is like if you're watching Rick and Morty, like that's what it looks like, his face like on the tea. And the ice cube in the picture is obviously just a cube of ice, and it looks like ice cube. And the shirt, one of the reasons why I love it is because they specifically named the shirt Tea Time, which I just found funny. And I love all three of the people featured on the shirt. But I wore this shirt all the time. It's starting to fade, actually, because I wear it so fucking much. I absolutely love it. But one of my best experiences with it was when I went to go visit Lou out in Venice Beach. I was with Anthony. And uh, he took us to this bar uh, in, in Venice Beach called Hanano, Hanano Burger. This amazing, just divey bar with a billiards table um, right on the water. They made the, one of the best hamburgers, cheeseburgers I've ever had. But as we're walking in, I was wearing this shirt and the big black bouncer, he, he stops me and he goes, that t-shirt. I go, yeah. He goes, what you know about that t-shirt? Who are the people on that t-shirt? I was like, <laughs> I go, it's Mr. T pouring iced tea over Ice Cube. He looks at me, he chuckles, and he goes, yeah, respect. I was like... He gave you the name five songs. Right? I was like... the band t-shirt. Yeah, I was like, like, did I just get, like, street cred? I was like, I feel very excited about this. But I I generally just love the fucking t-shirt. So, I'm going to put all you guys on the hot spot. I think this will be the last bit of the episode. We're not doing number one t-shirt yet. Oh, you have your second t-shirt. Yes, my number one t-shirt. This t-shirt is no longer with us. Thank you so much, man. This uh, this T-shirt is no longer with us. I bought it in Italy, of all places, um, from this like like weird underground rock store. Italy loved their rock and roll. It was a shirt that said, "L.A. is for pussies," and I find that to be very true, very hilarious. Yeah. And I wore this shirt. I've lost it over the years, but I bought this shirt. Not only because I believe that L.A. is for pussies, but specifically because friend of the show, Lou Taylor Pucci... Became S-A-W-F-T when he moved to L.A. Yes. So anytime I would see Lou, which was because he lived in L.A., was only like a few times a year, I always wore this shirt. To the point where if I saw him two days in a row, he would say to me, be like, that's the same shirt you wore yesterday. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but I just want to remind you that L.A. is for pussies. You and, and everyone fucking yeah, else. Yeah, fucking everybody else. Hold that shirt up again, Dave. I'm going to get a picture of that. I saw you holding that so, up. So... Fans at home, we are um, discussing T-shirts on the episode this week. Um, Joe mentioned his favorite shirt and the Bond Street Complex, which is uh, who owns and operates La Rio, decided to give us. Uh, one might say they sponsored us with uh, T-shirts this week. We sure did. And they um, they have the classic Bond Street with the evil eye. Bunchery bar with the um, carnival uh, font, but that's printed on the outside of the shirt. If you flip up the stomach of the shirt, Matt, you should take another photo. Oh, the go fuck yourself. Yeah, you should take a picture of this part. Hang on. In a, in Helvetica, uh, same font as the New York City subway. It says all lowercase. Go fuck yourself with a period. It's very you know. I love it. The Helvetica is very directional, very authoritative. Here's what you got to do. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, Bon Street. GFY. Thank you, Lotteria. Uh, again, thank you, Joe, for being a part of the uh, show this week. Special guest. Becoming kind of unspecial. You're here all the time. We fucking love you, buddy. Yay. I feel so good. Yeah, you've gone from special guest to regular guest. Pretty much. Uh, Divorce will do that to a person. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, it's going around. The bug so, is going around, man. Uh, I want to put everyone what. on the hot seat. To close out the episode, we've been talking about T-shirts. Uh, the I, I want to ask you right now. You have to get rid of one T-shirt. 
You have to get one one T-shirt right now, or else all of your other T-shirts uh, get thrown in a fire. But can it be any T-shirt? Like, can it be in my lounging pile? Does it have to be like a fashion any, T-shirt? You have to get rid of one T-shirt right now. It, it's gonna miss the cut. What T-shirt is it? Uh, I have a a Hard Rock Cafe T-shirt. Okay. That was given to me as a gift, and it's just I just don't really like it very much. Yeah. And I would get rid of that in a heartbeat. All right, Joe, what do you got? Oh, it's got to be uh, one of my E Street Bagels T-shirts from when I used to manage E Bad Street Bagels. Bad memories or just you no, too many? No, probably have I so just, many of them. I have so many of them, yeah. and I, I have a couple that I would absolutely keep. My The uh, the pork roll-themed one is oh, never yeah. going anywhere. Of course. But uh, I have a few of the others, and I don't I don't wear them anymore because right. I don't work at E Street anymore. So Yeah, true. So I only really bring this up because like I really need to do this, um, but... You at home, I want you to think, like, what's what's the T-shirt that's making the cut? Go on our Instagram. Go find the post for this episode uh, and let me know. What T-shirt are you getting rid of? Because I know I mentioned one of those uh, categories was, like, the clever T-shirt. And I have this T-shirt that says uh, Beer Punk Champion. And, not, and, and it still fits me okay, but not great. But it's like this navy blue with, like, a dark red printing on it. So you can barely ooh. even... No, I mean, you would say, ooh, but... It's like a corny thing, and you can barely even say what it, see what it says. Uh, that one's definitely... I'm getting rid of that one. Yeah. Whether or not I'm a beer punk champion is irrelevant. I'm a washer champion, for sure. Uh, Multiple-time champion. Maybe not reigning, but definitely... You know, I'm the Lewis Hamilton of washers, at the very least. Just to trigger everybody. Uh, I, I, I'm not triggered, man. I smoked everybody this this year at Gray Fox, so... Come back, come back this yeah. Saturday to play at the estate for my birthday party. So, um... Catch these hands, yeah, with these washers. Standard plugs going out. Um, I've I'm, I've decided uh, for the whiteboard. Uh, I'm not going to post every day. I'm going to work on every day. Yeah, and I'm going to make because previously I would once I would start something I would want to finish it that day, and I know I would rush and I would make sacrifices and I wouldn't do things that I would normally have done. It would take me more than one day. So I have two designs right now. They're both mocked up. I know they're both going to take me more than one day, especially because I know the days I have coming up. So whiteboard's coming back. Um, And I want everyone to download the Mogo app right now. Uh, If you ever order Mogo, it's worth having the app, whether it's in-store. Never order through Uber Eats or DoorDash or Grubhub. Uh, We charge you way too much because they charge us way too much. So get our app. Uh, get your MoGo for cheaper. Get your points. We give away so many points. Um, you get so many things for free. But I love MoGo. I'm a big fan. I'm shilling. They're catering my birthday party on yeah, Saturday. that's right. Uh, I can't wait to wear my Bond Street t-shirt around town and have people think I work at Bond Street. Yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah. I'll do the usual plugs. Obviously, you know, listen to everything on the Review Podcast Network. Also, follow Matt Reed's comics. I just picked that back up. I've taken a month off and working on some other projects, but I'm back on that. Video, content, and podcast coming soon. Uh, obviously, the Root Podcast Network. Uh, come. I probably won't have this out by Thursday, but if I do, on the off chance that I do have this out by Thursday, uh, come fucking hang out at Asbury Park Distilling on Thursday night from 7 to 9 o'clock. I think we had mentioned it in our previous episodes. We probably I don't have know if we to. mentioned the exact date, but. Yeah. Come fucking hang out at Asbury Park just Distilling. Come hang out with us, yeah. yeah. I'm doing a thing for my birthday. Um, it's my birthday month. This is the week of my birthday month. Like, so I'm going full on balls to the walls, douchebag Leo status. Like, so like, let's go come fucking party and have a good time. Yeah. Um, Joe. Uh, so obviously my usual plugs, I'm at Kung Fu Joe Marino, follow at Pellegrino underscore BJJ underscore MMA. And this week, of course, I've got to highlight my guy because the kid's been training with me for so long and he just made his, his, uh, contract debut. Uh, Francis Marshall at, Francis Marshall one, uh, the number one. All right, follow Franny. That kid's gonna be amazing. He's gonna be huge, uh, and you're gonna hear his name quite a bit uh, in the coming years. Nice, I love it. Well, with that, we'll uh, say also, goodnight. For, oh, oh, want to give a more shout out to the yeah. Mets? Oh, the Mets. Yeah, it's just you know. I thought you were gonna say Alejandra because she just well, sat down. Well, yeah, uh, she reminded me of the Mets because the Mets are the greatest, just like Alejandra. <laughs> nice right. save. Yeah. Nice save. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as Matt was saying. Shout out to the Mets. Yeah. Yeah, baby. They're going to listen to this podcast when we post it. Um, Listen, guys, thanks for coming. Or thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Whatever. We got rained out. Our first And rained in. Rained out, rained in. Everything was great. It's been a hell of an episode. Had a great night. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Dr. Dave. 
I'm Kung Fu Joe. And that's Alejandra over there. She has our microphone, but she will next week. We love you guys. Keep your dick wet. <laughs> <laughs>